Oh, Chad, what episode is this, Chad? This is... I'm too close. Yeah, you are. This is episode number 103 wow. of Slappercast. I and knew it. Well into our second year. You knew what? I knew, I what? knew it. I knew it. Is it, uh, is it this weekend or next weekend? My one-year anniversary with the band. I think it's next week. I think it's next week. Oh, this week. yeah, good point. No, 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 I think it's 104. Th- what? Because okay. we didn't get a cake. We, I think we're past it already. Wasn't this second, second, well, no, second week first, of January? My first actual gig, I think, was... Uh, it was T-Bones. It was T-Bones, right? Yeah. 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 I thought that was like the 14th or something, but I could be wrong. I'll look at my, look at my calendar. I, I could look it up. This thing. Did, did, did you I hear it? was later than that. Did I hear T-Bones what? has gone all, it's gone all vegetarian. What? Well, it's, it's about time. It's this week. It's about time. Uh, do we have any questions that we wanted to address, or are we going to jump straight into show and tell with Mr. Hughes? <laughs> yeah no uh, well we what's really uh, exciting patrick god what isn't what exactly what isn't exciting this is uh this is where you know we're 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 well into the we're well into january now we're stuck into the new year the new year's resolutions have come and gone and uh did you guys have any any luck with yours i just started exercising on monday so we're five days in and that's something yeah five days of exercise yeah, when we said before we turned the cameras on, Eric, you look great. <laughs> That's what we said. Chad, Chad? I did start logging meals again this week, so I don't know if I lost so any weight, but I feel a whole, whole hell of a lot better from not overeating, you know. Yeah. News so. resolutions mean a lot more if they don't start exactly on January 1st. You wait a couple of weeks, you ease into it. I like July. You know, July's a good time to ease yeah. into it, you know. Yeah. Any time's a good time to ease into anything. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> I felt like, for me, because I, I just just psychologically just was not even interested in trying to watch my weight for most of this past, you know, since the pandemic started, I guess. But I think as as, as we've gotten closer to the inauguration and everything, all this stuff is in the past. I, I'm just kind of decompressing now. Like, and it wasn't even really a conscious decision. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this now. Mm. You know, it was just all of a sudden it seemed like something I was interested in doing again. <laughs> and it has, you know, yeah. not not saying it's easy, but it's least I'm least I want to do it. It was before I just like I don't care. Fair enough. Yeah. Do y'all feel that at all? Like I felt like that on Tuesday. Is, I mean Wednesday. No, I, I I make myself feel how I want to feel. I don't I don't I really do. I, I don't I don't the weather doesn't affect me, the the politics don't affect me, the you know. I just uh, I I keep it, you know, because Jesus and I are, are like this. <laughs> so it's, you know, there's not really much that can. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, but I, I really do. I, I, um, I didn't change anything for the new year. I've, uh, I started uh, last year at doing morning writings, it, be it lyric ideas or just, just flow of conscious kind of crap. And it's it's helped tremendously uh, in in my music in my writing and it just just foresight you know backside side side upside down excellent yeah yeah so that's uh, you know so I'm just I'm kind of keeping on that and I really do I, I I rely on myself for for to, for mood you know when I when I start going dark if I want to be, be there I'll en- I'll enjoy it if I want to you know if I want to break out of it I you know I do I go for a run or go read or you know do so. Nice. Yeah, it's been. I, I wouldn't call it a New Year's resolution. I'll just call it a, a you know, New Year's just, continuation. Just a, well, just a, just a, a self betterment. I had I made a list of goals of things to work on, you know, stuff like that, kind of a thing for the, you know, you know, kind of like weekly, monthly, and yearly. And and I, and I did take took a lesson 
Took a drum lesson on Monday. You said you were going to do it. With Dave Elich, and that was a lot of fun. Who's Dave? Dave Elich is a drummer. He, uh, he's been, he's been around for a little while. He's played with a group called the Mars Volta. He's played with, um, the 1979 or something like that. Uh, a couple other bands. He's actually played, he's actually got called to play, uh, do a Miley Cyrus tour, and he said he really enjoyed that. And he's done all kinds of stuff. But he's really well known in the drumming world for, um, his education. And not necessarily even about drumming. It's all about physical, like how you sit, how you approach the drums, how your arms move, how your legs move. Yeah. And so we spent an hour and a half talking about how how I sit on the throne. Interesting. Wow. And it was fucking awesome. Mind-altering. Just like... Good. And the things that now I can do um, that I maybe struggle with physically before now it just seems like it's so much easier. Yeah. I'm not take a lot of work, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with Mars Volta, but it, 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 uh, is that the math? The kind of, it's kind of some, some, it's heavy, it's heavy rock. And it's also, there's some, a lot of time changes in it. So yeah. a, lot, a lot of stuff going on. That's um, what I'd heard. And again, I, I really appreciate that stuff. I, 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 as, as, as something to listen to, it's not really a thing that I like to, to, it's definitely uh not to make, not to dismiss it or, or make fun of, but it is, it is a difficult listening experience. Yeah. You have to kind of be, it's not just you put it on the background and you, and you do housework. It's like, you, if it's something you want to listen to, you want to pay attention you want to, to it yeah. because that, there's some really interesting stuff going on there. Hmm. It's a great video. And I meant, I meant to, to send this link to you, but uh, we can maybe do it this week because we're talking about him now again, yeah. um, of him playing with the um, Mars Volta and just the sheer physical presence that Dave has on the drum set is remarkable and to imagine him playing a 80 or 90 minute set at that level of intensity is you can't do that if you're not sitting right on the drum tone you can't do that right if you're not if your arms and legs are not in the right spot and he even says he's like you know you know you we we play the drum set we've been playing drum set for 100 years now he's like but it's the most unorthodox way to do anything because you sit down, but you have to move your legs, which is counterintuitive. You want to move your legs, you stand up and you walk around, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you guys do, but you have to sit down and work the pedals and where your arms are and where your back is and your head's in alignment. So, and a lot of things that I was doing, I know that I was doing wrong, but then when he kind of put me and he's on, he's on the zoom call, we're on a zoom call and he's like watching me. He's like, okay, do this, move this. Like that looks really great. I can feel that, you know, because he's kind of one of those guys. He's an empathetic. He's into Alexander technique, which is how you hold your body and how you stand and. Do you do yoga or anything like that? Is that a a thing? I have done some yoga. He does yoga. He does, and he does, and he does um, this thing called Alexander technique, which is actually goes to somebody and they help them figure out the best way to sit down, the best way to stand up, the best way to lay down. Yeah, I bought a book on that, so it should be showing up. Anyway, so. Hmm. Took a lesson on that, so now my drum stool is like. For me, it seems like it's really high. So now all the drums are coming up a little bit more. Good because instead of being kind of like half posture, I'm now sitting up is straighter. That, and is that what you said? It's like to do. Yeah, it's like your shoulders are down, your chin is back a little bit, your spine is your spine is when you when you sit down, you're putting all your energy into your sit bones, not and your leg should be loose. And feel loose, and once I kind of got it, it's like, oh, it's I got to retrain my body to do that when I sit down now. Like yeah, when I sit down. You got to like take a few minutes to kind of get like 
in position and, and make sure things are where they're supposed to be. Like mm-hmm. My hands now, my, my elbow's more up like this, so the stick is kind of straight through the hand to the elbow kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really fascinating. And I, I, knew, that, I knew that that's what it was going to be. I knew exactly what I was, what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and I, I, it, it's like I don't need to learn another drum pattern. I can figure that out on my own. I don't need to learn yeah. another lick. I mean, mm-hmm. at this time, at this point in my life, it's. I told and I told David. I, I said, "There's two things I want to make sure I can do. One um, is to make sure that physically I can keep doing this for as long as I can, which is when he comes into play with the posture, and so, so you're not hurting yourself, you're not compressing discs on your back, you're not fucking up your legs or whatever, your hands." And I said, "I want. I want to work on double pedal stuff." And he's like, "Why do you want to do that?" I go, "Well, I'm in this band called Blaggers." And some of their songs would liken some double some double pedal in it, and he's like, okay, he's like, well, he's like, we're not going to talk about, you know, exercises like like reading exercises for double pedal. He's like, but once you get through this thing, you should be able to adapt a little bit more like that because you're not leaning on a side. You're, I know exactly what you're talking, you know what I'm about, talking about. That yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, you're like you're set, you're centered now on your on your sit bones, so your legs are free to do what they want, and like. The next day, so that was Monday, Tuesday, I sat down to the drums for a second. And I said, I'm going to try some double bass stuff just for the shit, just for shits and giggles. And it was just like, chugga, 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 which it hasn't ever been like that before. Because it's been like, hmm. worried about where my weight was focused. And now it seems like I'm leaning a little bit to my, this side, because that's my hi-hat foot. And it was just kind of like, and this is just like, fucking train rolling down the tracks. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be fun. So. That's great. That's yeah, but, and it, it, all that makes sense. I, my whole right side is fucked. My shoulder, my hip. My hip is from driving. My shoulder's from guitar. So sitting and playing guitar, and you got your shoulder up like this, and then you're using all these muscles, and I'm usually picking pretty fast. Right. Moving my, so my shoulder's fucked. My hip is fucked from gas pedal. And so the whole right side is just a fucking mess. Always or, or just lately? And just in general, so, yeah. I mean, for the last few years since okay. we put so many miles on the van, yeah, yeah. that I, I realized how badly uh, I stand and I sit and I play and I, you know, when I when I sat behind the wheel for so many thousands of miles and refused to give it up, <laughs> me to, yeah. to 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 give up the wheel, yeah, yeah. So so you end up and you come, you know, you get out of the gas station and you can't fucking move. It's like somebody shot you in the hip, yeah. And then five minutes later, there's no pain. But I swear, five minutes previous, I couldn't put weight on it. I couldn't move it. I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, they could just stand there like, and they go, you know, I guess I, I look like a, 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 a prisoner that I just escaped or something. Every time we get out for petrol, it was, oh, <laughs> you, you know, what are they doing to him in there? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that's really, it's, you know, that, that's so, you know. it's, and it's so incredible that I know exactly what you're talking about when, as you said it, but I didn't realize it. So I'm, I'm saying it, it's coming clear and I've known this stuff the, all the whole time, but now you just kind of just opened that. That's, that's amazing. Dude. And the one thing we talked about too, and he actually talked, he did, he had done a, uh, like a on, like an online, like masterclass for lack of a better term. And it was me and, and my buddy Nick from Pennsylvania and, couple friends from Austin and then like 45 other people from all over the world that were watching this thing. And he was, and basically he was like, what questions do you have? And it wasn't, none of it was about drumming. A lot of it was, it was all about physically how you sit, how you move or whatever. And one thing that we talked about was, and I do this a lot. I stick my chin out 
And I think, and, and I'm like, why do we, he's like, everyone does that. I go, why do we do that? He's like, he called it end gaining where, so to describe it, it's like our world is so full of stimulation, whether it's nature, whether it's the small screen, that screen, that screen or whatever. And so we just involuntarily, we look, we crane towards it. We, we look towards mm-hmm. it. And what that does, you know, and, and, it, and your, your neck is, your neck is supposed to be in line with your spine. Must be a straight line from the top of your head all the way down to your tailbone. And so what we end up doing is this, that's not straight. And even when I watch TV at night, I find myself like laying on the couch and going like this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, what the fuck is that all about? You know? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then this, this whole week, I was like, no, pull it back. back yeah. Pull it back. Pull it. You don't, want to be, you don't want to be like this, but you yeah. want to be, you know, shoulders down and your head in line. So that was just the tip of the iceberg. And probably in, in another month or two, I'll get with him again. But my goal now is just to focus on not even necessarily playing so much as how I'm sitting. Posture, yeah. And that's why I was talking about the rock and stock because he's like, I said, I said, I know you're going to yell at me, but I said, I have a pork pie percussion thrown. He's like, no, he's like, get rid of it. <laughs> throw it out. It's a piece of shit. I said, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I said, I have a rock and sock in the truck and I have one at my buddy's studio. So I'm going to swap out the stools with, with Paul because you want a harder surface to sit on. Then mine's kind of the, the rock, the, uh, Pork pie is kind of cushy. Yeah. He's like, you want something harder. So, so he, he actually had me pull out a practice pad and sit on that. And it was, yeah. it was uh, it made all the sense in the world. Is the one, is the pork pie one, is it kind of like a diner seat or something like that? Yeah. It's, yeah. The, pink, it's the, the pink one or the thick at the one. Counter. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I told him, I go, hey, if, if it's, if it's any consolation, it's pink sparkle. And he laughed. <laughs> he laughed about that. He's like, he's like, no, get rid of that one. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no. so I have one like that. Yeah, that's in the, that. I just, I just gave to Paul because I just had it kicking around. I'm like, here, you can probably use this in the studio. So I, I texted him and said, hey, I'm going to switch, switch out these two thrones. He's like, whatever you want. So, so I did that, and uh, I said I wanted to get more students. And actually, a friend of um, Blackguards who used to watch it, watch you guys in College Thank Station you. when he was going to school there. For veterinarian to, veteran, to be a veterinarian, he and his wife used to come out and see you guys all the time. He's an avid listener of the podcast, Mark Stickney. Hi, Mark. Is it Mark Stickney? Right? I think so. Hmm. Mr. Stickney. Anyway, he's like, hey, my, 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 my daughter wants drum lessons. So we had our first lesson on, on Tuesday. And it was great because, um, you know, she's in her garage and she's up there wailing on stuff. And I and she's like, oh, the beater, this thing keeps coming off. And she pulls the beater up. I go, oh, that's cool. Let me, I can talk you through it. I'll put it back on. And then we look at the drum set, and it's completely backwards. Like the legs are facing <laughs> her. I'm oh, like, oh wow. we got we to turn this whole thing around. So, yeah. so I had to kind of give them a tutorial on how to set it up. And the toms are like way up here and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get it. We'll get there. So that was that was this. Well, she got the motions anyway. She got the stretches ready. So there you go. We were halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So something that's I, I've noticed you're talking about posture with drummers. I noticed I'm thinking back to drummers I've watched. I've noticed a lot of them, like everybody from Phil Collins to like Terry Bazio, kind of doing this. To kind of, they're like kind of leaning forward yeah. and their necks back like that. Yeah. And that's not good. I no. Think. Yeah. I mean, think what about is it with that? Why does somebody think guys about do what that? that does for your back? Yeah. You know? I think. I mean, Phil I'm not saying I'm a genius about it because I took one lesson with Dave Elitz. Yeah. But I knew from even years ago, like. Hey, t- telling myself when I'm playing, sit up straight. Yeah, sit up straight. 
Cause I would lean over to him. Yeah, to I've seen you. Yeah. Kind of get into it, you know, and it's just like, sit up straight. So what's it, happening is, is if your, if your stool is too low, you know, the seat, the throne, may I push in your stool? Mm-hmm. Um, it, is it Phil Kahn's back? Is that what's It's probably, all fucked up. It's his back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because of that. And his choice of pop music, but go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, and like the guy from Meshuggah, he told me that um, Thomas Hacker had the same thing. He had a really low stool, and he and Thomas Hacker's a big guy, and he was kind of hunkering over, and he said the last three, the bottom three vertebrae just blew out. I mean, just from from pressure, because when you lean forward, you're still putting, you're putting pressure on your spine rather than on your ass, if that makes sense. Yeah. So who are some famous drummers who you think have good posture? I know Dave Lombardo's got horrible posture. He looks like he's yeah. leaning into the... A lot like of the guys to, yeah. don't have great... Yeah, he doesn't have great po- posture. Uh, um, I, I think Nico sits really well. Nico McBrain sits really well. Every, again, just from... Uh, it, it, he, he sits low, but I think he sits up straight. He sits is, up straight, you, when, but when, he's, he has so much... Uh, real estate to cover right i mean he has to be if he was leaning over i mean he would there's no way he's getting that back china boy or he's getting that you know he's getting those or even those those little toms, the toms up on, on yeah this you, side, you're not getting that toms. you know even swiveling and you're not getting those if you're hunched over so he's yeah. got he's got to be living I, again i don't know about his posture but yeah that's a that's a I, it's I mean, because I, I i think about it because i when i stand and play guitar when i used to have a um uh, effects rack on the floor i'd have all my weight on my right foot but yet i was using my right foot to hit the pedals to change the tones and to get different sounds whatever but i i always knew, knew i always realized at the end of the show four or five hours standing around on the stage with a guitar hanging off you know the the, the weights mm-hmm. you know uh you know the weights on my left shoulder but the, the the I mean the strap is you know weighing here, but the the weight of the guitar is all here on my mm-hmm, right side, mm-hmm. and I'm leaning on my right leg, and I'm strumming with so my right side is fucked. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the show, you just realize that you just kind of been just beaten it to on this side, just ready <laughs> ready to go. And so I, I I've noticed and I've really tried to correct that, you know, correct it on the fly, and it's not fun. It's not fun remembering that. Technically, we all should have been doing this probably 10 or 15 years ago. But now <laughs> if we can adjust what we, you know, how we stand or how we sit or without changing how necessarily how we play. Yeah. That could be beneficial. And I always kind of made fun of, I always sort of made fun of those bands that, we you know, put like the fancy carpets on the stage. But now I, I get it because it's not, so you're not standing on wood or concrete for mm-hmm. Hours, 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 hours at a time. But you mean you know? think of the setup, the sound check, the 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 you know the walking to and from, and the I mean that's a lot of time on your feet, and you're always carrying gear. You mm-hmm. always got something, you know. You always, um, uh, and, you know, and we always make fun of the drummer for sitting down during the gig, but you're not sedentary for a second, even in the slow songs. You're moving. The whole time you're, yeah. you know, there's just a ton of, yeah. it's a, it, it, it's, it's physical. I mean, I, I would, still wouldn't change it. Sounds like we're bitching. Wouldn't change a damn thing. No, of course not. I mean, if, I'm trying to, but I'll tell you something else. I, I learned um, last year when I started running, just m- making sure I just ran every day, no matter what. I even ran last night in the rain. Uh, but 
uh, I remember years and years ago when I was a young, young man, uh, I, uh, I decided one, one time I was doing the memorial, uh, here in beautiful Houston, Texas. We have a, we have a park. It's a three, four mile track, uh, yeah, with a golf course in the middle and trees and everything. It's beautiful. Uh, uh but that's, uh, that's where, uh, that's where, that's where you go when you're single. Don't go there. And you, you know, it's, a, it's the place to be seen, blah, blah, blah. So this, and, but I used to go after work, you know, bartending. So four or five o'clock in the morning, go down there. Well, this one time I took weights with me and it was only, they were only like 10, little 10 pound, little hand weights. Little, but I said, I'll just run with them so I can two for one thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we do three miles with five pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Do it with one pound. But think about what you're doing when you add that. To here, mm-hmm. so I've been doing that. You know, adding weight, and you know, even with the running, you just don't get, you just don't burn what you're, what you're trying. And so, not only I'm not doing three miles with all this extra weight now. I'm doing lots of miles with these extra weight because I, you know, average is you know five miles, four or five miles a day. But when you put that weight on. And you carry that with you, especially here. Yeah, yeah. Now you're fucking your back up. Now your neck is, you know, so on top of all the shit that we're doing. So you you have to really have to push yourself now to to lose that weight and to, you know, mm-hmm. I don't eat till after till afternoon, you know, one o'clock if I can help it. And I don't eat after six. So I got a short window. Yeah. Time to eat. Yeah. Why are we doing fucking talking? Let's go eat something. Yeah. <laughs> How about it? Why are we talking about it? But yeah. That's uh but that's uh, that's exciting about the about the posture and that I'm excited revelation. To, to you know to jump in a little bit more and, and try to like I was teaching a, a lesson yesterday online and I was trying to like I and I look at myself on the TV and be like, Ooh, even just while you're sitting, mm-hmm. just trying to on the throne, just trying yeah. to just trying to the drums are not the toilet throne. Um, there's a whole different posture involved in that, but um, just trying to be focused on 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 putting that weight on your sit bones and not on your legs. Yeah, and it yeah. felt weird. I mean, it just yeah. totally felt weird, and it took me a long time to kind of get into that position where things felt normal. And, and Dave on the other on the other end was watching me. He's like, "That looks great. That feels great. I can I can see what you're doing. I can already tell instantly that it's that it's better." So, mm-hmm. And he and he works with like I said, he works with. He works with Greg Bissonette. He works with Thomas wow. Hopkins. He works with the Guns N' Roses guy. He works with hundreds and hundreds of drummers that, uh, yeah, Greg Bissonette. Right we there. were just talking about Greg Bissonette, yeah. drummer for David Lee Roth, yeah. when, when they did the Edith Just the solo stuff, yeah. What a, what a so. beast, that guy. A great drum solo. We were talking about a few weeks ago, or no, last week with Mark Havna. We were talking about the, the, the guy playing with Ozzy. Um, Randy Castillo. Castillo. Mm-hmm. God, and his drum, his drum solo. One of those guys... Saw the other one's drum solo. Oh yeah, because it was it yeah. was kind of, but it's just beautiful to watch. Yeah. Anybody that's going to put that stuff into that, and I really appreciate your playing, uh, watching you play. You know when, when and we need to talk about this now. But the George, uh, mm. the George Theater, yeah. And I'd come over to the to the to the riser. I'd come over to to you to just you know and hang out and uh, visit. It's just fun. It's just fun. Nothing's the same twice but there's always a there's that stick spin or that elbow hit on the whatever it just something goofy just to 
uh, you know, to, to keep it lively for us, you know, to keep it for, you know, but that was, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a great, that's still a, a, a high point for me playing after all these years. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's a, such a simple thing, but just to make the other band members laugh or to, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep that, you know. Yeah. Especially a stage like that where you can actually maneuver, yeah. you know, you're not, oh, sorry, you know, yeah. bumping into shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, Ryan, Malcolm, Michael, Hudson was there. Uh, Hudson, yeah. And I, I didn't meet the other guy. That no, was I didn't there. meet. Yeah, he's uh, he was hanging out with, with with Malcolm the whole time. Yeah, but uh, we we uh, which our our patron uh, uh, friends will, will will have have seen some of the pictures already. Mm-hmm. But what an afternoon! <laughs> I mean, just fun. Yeah. That was so much fun. <laughs> You're, everybody's going to get to see some of this here pretty quick, but the. Uh, just the production, yeah, and that theater. What a we're, we're talking about a, a full stage crew of of just completely stir crazy guys who are just dying for something productive to do, and they've Artists. never, yeah, absolutely, and they'd never mixed a band at that at that theater before, right? They did something in October, like a Stevie Wonder thing. Oh, okay. With the same company that I worked with for the Karen Carpenter thing in December. Ah. Can we talk about that? The the that that story the how how we met Michael and Malcolm. Yeah. So so I was doing I I mentioned this in a previous show I was doing this Karen Carpenter show mm-hmm. at the George Theater. The AD players at the George Theater. Um uh, they used timer. to be they used to be over on Kirby and um uh, West Alabama and Kirby, yeah. West Alabama and Kirby by the by the Bed, Bed Bath, Bath and Beyond. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Used to be over there in this little rinky dinky building. Somehow for years and years and years. Somehow years. they got this gorgeous, beautiful five hundred seat theater and like did you guys even go in the lobby no oh my god it's all windows and it's gorgeous and the sun shines it's just amazing amazing mm-hmm. space and so they were putting on this karen carpenter show and and we recorded in the theater um two t- we, we did two full shows in the theater that they recorded and filmed it and did a live stream i think i sent that to you guys did right? yeah no did you see that yeah yeah i watched yeah, yeah. a little okay, bit okay so yeah. obviously karen carpenter not very loud Okay, mm-hmm. very much a vocal show, and it was beautiful, and it was fun. We did the rest of the shows outside in, in the parking lot on the opposite side of the building, okay? So, and then the last day of the show was December, the Tuesday, December 22nd or whatever it was, and I was load. I had my drums in the uh, storage box outside where they kept all the sound stuff, and all the sound stuff was setting up, and the, the Malcolm and Michael and Hudson, they were, they were kind of like just, you know, just playing pre-show music, and normally an hour before they had to start playing Christmas songs, but we were still a little bit early. So they were playing the chopped and screwed version of uh, careless whispers that they yes. play while we were setting up and oh, all this yeah. other kind of crazy shit. And Malcolm goes, Hey, play some blackguards. They're one of my favorite bands. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and cause I was across the way. So and you had never met these guys before. I mean, I, I mean, I met them cause we were working on the show together, yeah, but, but never mentioning, but never mentioned that I was doing whatever. And uh, and I said, hey, did you just say blackguards? He's like, yeah. I go, I I, I play drums for blackguards. He's like, well, what happened to the other guy? I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, Mike, you know, Mike, Mike had to, you know, retire and, the guy and get, looks on, like me. get on some other exactly <laughs> get on get on some other things. But I've been playing with him for about a year now. He's like, oh, crazy. I go, yeah, play some blackguards. And so he's, you know, they pulled it up online or whatever, and then they started playing it. And um, and then Michael, I'm up, I'm up on stage today. Michael walks up. He's like, hey. 
he's like, what are you guys doing right now? I go, we're not really doing much. We did, we did a couple live sets and we have a couple of random gigs here and there, mostly outside, socially distanced, et cetera. He's like, well, he's like, you know, we got this brand new sound system in the theater. We're dying to try out. And from there it became a conversation of, do you guys want to come in and we'll do some lights and sound and we'll just videotape it. And we have all these brand new cameras, you know, brand new H. Everything is basically brand new in that place. The theater opened, I think, a couple of years ago, but like they have like a state of the art sound and lights and video displays and cameras and stuff like that. So three of us got to talking about it and just said, Yeah, let's 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 go over there and and we did. And yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. It's stunning enough. The stage is stunning. The seats, you know, there's the, just the, the atmosphere in that place is just beautiful. Just and and then to have these guys, you know, so I thought, you know, we'd go in and they'd just turn everything up to as far as it would go and just, but, and it wasn't like that at all. It was, they treated every single moment and every single second, like it just so, which just, which just, just with, with the white gloves on and just with all kinds of precision. And they did black backdrops to every single song we did mm-hmm. and uh, Malcolm would say, "Hey, do you have anything that uh, I want to use a blue?" And I was like, "Fucking put a blue up, you know." But he he just had a vision for every single song. Well, Michael said that. Michael said yeah. that. Excuse, yeah. excuse yeah. me. And so I'm looking. I'm going. All right. Well, now I know what you're. Now I know we we weren't taking it as a joke. We were going in there to seriously have you know to to put something down. But then when I realized how artistic they were and how on top of their game they are. Mm. They're not just, I, I mean that, I mean that sincerely. And I told them 50 times, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're, you're not dealing with people that are just, you know, throwing shit against the wall. These people are putting uh, a, a piece together. Yeah. So we haven't seen the, we haven't seen these, uh, you know, the, the footage from the, from the day, but I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, so we, we went in there expecting, you know, just to, you know, put it on a thumb drive. No, there's so much, there's so yeah. much material. Well, even they didn't know how much it was going to be. Cause I guess they were this first time they recorded that much material on one night. Yeah. Cause we went like, it was like three hours worth of stuff. I think we did more than that. that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So, but they, cause Michael was emailing me before and says, you might want to bring a, you know, a big hard drive. I said one terabyte. Like, yeah, that should be good. And I, and I mentioned Malcolm and I were talking and said, Oh, one terabyte. Oh yeah. Yeah. That should be good. And so they come up after the show, like, uh, turns out it's five terabytes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, you guys just go, we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch with you later. Right. To figure out what we're going to do with this stuff. Yeah. Cause they didn't even have anything big enough to put it on there with them. So well, I just thought it was funny when we did the email introduction, like I got you guys involved with the email stuff. And then, you know, he was like, here's some backdrops I'm thinking of. And all of a sudden the email, the picture started coming of what, you know, I thought, okay, they'll put up blaggers on the back. They'll turn some lights on hit hit the on button, the smoke machine, hit record. That's it. And like you just said, it was just like, everything was an artistic, you know, a judgment call. Like, like, okay, I get this backdrop. This might work. I want to do this. This has motion in it. I want to move these lights. I want to play this song one time. So I can get a feel for it. I don't know what to do the second time you play it. I mean, yeah. that kind of conscientious stuff was yeah was so welcoming and just so generous. Yeah, and then and also you know they, they wanted they wanted to know if there's hits in the song because they're going to try to coordinate the lights and 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 just a couple times I mean, they did yeah, they did couple, I, I know I could, just, I could tell oh the lights just changed okay that's cool yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah they they were on top of it man 
So yeah, so we got some serious, uh, serious. Uh, we're, we're we're in debt. Yeah, <laughs> we're in debt to those guys. <laughs> no, that was fun. I was beyond expectations. I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, I kind of wish that we had let them run sound too, but of course we didn't know how long it was going to take to yeah, set up everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we had our our in ear monitors to think about. But I'm trying to think now: is there some way we could? I don't know if they can pass through the tracks to their system track by track anyway. But uh, I was trying to think of some way we could still control our monitor mixes, but they could still run the whole mix somehow. They were going to have, um, I forget what they call them, like those little like hotspot, because they have these yeah. little hotspot monitors that, that work awesome. Yes. They were yeah, great. We, we, we've had put, those before. They were going to put a couple on the front, like a couple of regular monitors in the front, and then for, I think for you and me, they were going to have like these little, whatever they call them. And we used them for that Karen Carpenter show, and they okay. were fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Was that really good at, 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 at Rockville? Rockville, right? yeah, yeah. The first time we saw those, right? And we 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 played right right after. Should have been before we played after Bill Kirchin, uh The first time, the only, I guess it's the only time we met him, right? Was that one time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the same. We had the same booking agent at that time. But we, I told the story too of how you know you go on with a half stack Marshall, you know, and, and this guy's got a, a he's got an amplifier that's probably about as big as that. And this guy played his ass off. God, Bill so good. Yeah. Bill Kirchin. I did an interview. I, I, I played a Bill before, and I did an interview with him for Nam. He's he such a nice guy. He, he is, is man. The, the nicest guy in he, rock and roll. God damn, yeah. he can play like a motherfucker. He is beyond. He makes yeah. Junior Brown look like a look Junior like a strummer. Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but just because because Junior Brown goes through that same school of 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 of, of rock yeah. and country and blah 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 on and on and the bluegrass and everything. But that guy, yeah. and talk about a talk about a guy that just gives it to you straight. That guy is a man. It'll be, it'll be kind of interesting nice to see if we get him on the show. Oh, he's doing this. He would totally so do much it. fun he to talk totally to. Do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm calling. Then the whole band. I remember. I was just remembering now that we because we sat. We met after he finished playing. We were talking with him in for for a while, and we got set up, and they all hung around. I remember. I remember the whole band was hanging around watching us for a good, yeah. good long while. Yeah, I remember me talking with the bass player, and he was real cool. And yeah, that was, that was too much fun. The band name? Was, oh, was, I don't Bill Kirchner and Too Much Fun was the group he was running around. They were all, they you were, know, older fellows. Yeah. Yeah. He Could had a been. trio for a long time. Uh, and, and, and not to Sorry. get off that, but I do want to, I do want to say too, we've, uh, we've spoken to some extremely wonderful people that we're going to have on the show coming up. Um, uh, I just want you to know that we're, we're, uh, we, we, we've actually, we have quite, depending on our schedules, we need to, we need to get a couple, uh, a few of these, uh, in the can, as they say, because uh, we've got some great people coming up. Mm-hmm. We've we talked to uh, we've talked to our friend Nicole. We've talked to John Redmond over, and he's, he's my, a friend of mine from Ireland. And uh, great, great fun with Mark yesterday. So we're going to wrap that up with uh, with Flint, his partner for Catch My Carbon. That was last week, and uh, uh, our, our our friend Elvirus up in uh, up in uh, Maine. Nice. So we got we got a bunch of really cool people coming on here, and people that are just not just artists, but people that are just you know changing the world and are doing doing great things. So extremely exciting times, and uh, full 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 schedule. So we we need to you know Slappercast needs to uh, needs to uh, I don't know I don't know. let's do a daily po- no daily podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, we just move in together. We just have a commune. There we go. So, yeah, George Theater and our guys over there, 
wonderful time. Thank you so much for yeah. that. And uh, so, w- w- what do we got here? What do we got? Here? Well, we talked about you know, look, things we saved from our childhood. This, I mean, is, this yeah. is like, and I, I don't save a lot. I didn't, I didn't save a lot of stuff from my childhood. Like I just Obviously. didn't. But I did save a lot of set lists and uh, program some some programs and stuff like that. And stuff my you know family has saved for me and 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 uh, and, uh, and and given me. But I do have two things that are I thought were kind of interesting. One is the um, second set list from Greeley. Whoa! When I was getting when you pulled that out. Like, Man, that looks terribly like your yeah. handwriting. Yeah, I think this was the evening show. Yeah, and so I kind of went through and, and and had some notes on this kind of stuff. Um, fiddle hits, polka train, rhythm, fiddle whatever hit, the fucking that, word that's a good that's name. Uh, yeah. Album title: Fiddle Hit Polka. Train. Stops and jig intro polka. Two minute later, two minutes intro kicks. You know, all the kind of random notes. So there's that. That was fun. I kept that one. And this one I actually had in my symbol bag for a long, long time. I don't know why. I just kind of kept it there. I think this is from... Um, <laughs> That's our notepad is old on news posters. Yeah. This is from... I think this is from the time I sat in with you guys at the... Uh, the oh, the... The, the, the Irish Duke yeah. cook-off. Yeah. Rory, the Rory Biggins. Where it was yeah. raining yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, thing. Yeah. yeah. That's Kerfuffy, Tom, 16th Jig, Halftime Hits, Tom's, Prison Polka, Rover, Fast Polka, Galway, Easy Train, Lope, Trad, you know, my, my, all my little notes on there. And I can tell that there, there, there's like there is some water damage to this. From, yeah, yeah. From the thing. But anyway, so so I just, you know, I, I, I keep a lot of set lists and stuff like that, especially from, you know, I got a bunch of John Doe handwritten set lists in here somewhere. Um, wow. That he would copy, you know, he would handwrite, he would handwrite his set lists, and then he would um, photocopy them and stuff like that. Or if he had to just, he would just sit there and write out, mm-hmm. and write out five set lists for everybody to have. Yeah, you know, this far, handsome devil, burn house of love, highway five, twin brother, pressing on Fourth of July, which is a big hit that he had. I still miss someone, you know, the cover, like yeah. Penny, drink of water, never enough is a X song, I think. I can't remember half these songs. Golden State was as big. I mean, that was just a lot of fun. That's great. I can't remember, but I can't remember where, where this is from. But I think this might have been that tour I did with him because they're all kind of similar, a little bit different. Um, got this thing from whatever Zest magazine was at the time, um, which has uh, has uh, they make a shampoo if I'm not mistaken. Oldies on the cover of that one. Oh yeah, the oldies tie written down That's there. Cool. I don't know what the I guess it's like a. It's, That's the, the it's, isn't that the supplement from the the Austin paper? It says Houston Chronicle. Chronicle so yeah. I guess oh, the Chronicle. Was a, oh. Do they do Zest anymore? That was the, that was like their weekend. I don't think so. Special. Okay. Yeah. 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 Insert thing that they used to do. Their entertainment insert. This. Oh, this is uh, this was uh, this is from um, a live a live thing from New York City that we that oldies band got. Oh, is that from uh, um, Time Out? Time Out. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love them. Time Out. Ah, you know, just great random, random. What is this all about? I don't even know what that is. So we'll look at that later. Anyway, just random, random stuff. Some of the clippings. Uh, best instrumental band, Macklemore Avenue band. I play with in Austin from Austin uh, Chronicle. I forget what year that was. We we beat out Ed, we beat out Eric Johnson. So that's kind of cool. There you go. Yeah. Eric who? Exactly. Eric C. Johnson. I don't think so. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Eric C. Red. 
And, you know, I got a bunch of just random shit in here. But anything from uh, earlier? Early, early? Yeah. Yeah. That's Do you the, have your first set list ever? I don't, <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think so. That's a long time ago. <laughs> but, like, I have, I got a sticker template in here. Is there anything, that, is there anything that you can think of? What's that? Oh, yeah. Dangerous Kitchen, band I was in back in. 92. Cool. Is there anything that you, that don't say you're Stratocaster. Is there <laughs> anything that you, that you don't have that you wish you'd kept? You know, um, kind of thinking like, oh my God. What's this that? Weird, just weird picture that we did. I'm the guy, I'm the guy oh, over I, here. I, I, I. That's how, that's how kind of like quirky. We were back in the, yeah back in the day. What year is that from? Ninety three. Yeah. Weird, like you know, that. Weird. You're the guy standing up. Yeah, yeah I'm over here. Yeah, yeah that's cool. me over there. I'll zoom in on it. Later. Glasses and the and yeah. the and the thing. Um, I got my program from my senior recital in college. Look at that. Oh, cool. Um, but so the one thing that here's a band I played at one time with me and some friends called Sloppy Bow Job. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like bow tie. Uh-huh. That was a, that was just a, a group of uh, of guys that were just just wanted to play music. So we just talked ourselves into getting a gig, and we did. What is all this? Oh, this is a uh, this is a uh, Randy Weeks set list. Anyway, you know, I kind of this is a set list from uh, the Twang, the German guys I play with. The German oh yeah, country yeah, yeah. We talking about them. Yeah. So that's what they just ripped up a box. This yeah. Is, this is during, I've done that a thousand times. This is during Mojo's Mayhem up in Austin during South by Southwest. Yeah. Well, look, they even like drew in like the guy was an artistic designer, like a graphic designer. Yeah. So he even like drew in like a little like <laughs> logo at the bottom. Yeah. Of it it you know? looks like your handwriting too. And that's weird kind of sort of, you know, you know it, that's kind of shocking too. When I see, you know, inserts, especially on LPs and you see their, 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 their handwritten set list. You're like, Oh, looks maybe I'm copying them. Right. <laughs> maybe I'm, yeah. so, you know, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I gotta wonder what that means. I sort of wish I would have kept the first real drum set that I got. Yeah, that's the one thing that I'm kind of like bummed out of. And it wasn't. I mean, my 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 you know because my parents got it for me. Yeah, and I got it for Christmas. You know, in '84. So it's kind of one of those things. You know, it's just look back. I was like, man, I wish I would have at least kept it. Yeah, I remember Nico talking about his one of his kits that he had. uh, I think Pat Travers didn't give him back or they didn't that they, they got rid of it or they stole whatever. But he was very gracious in his, uh, in his tell, you know, is, is you know, how he hit Nico. Nico's one of those personalities too, that he just, he speaks in, in riddles and rhymes sometimes. And just, but he, he, it, it's just a gloss over saying something that he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to shine mm-hmm. a light on somebody exactly. or, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's really, it's really nice. But I, I, I want to do a podcast too, where we talk about ex band members and just change all the names and the dates and stuff like that. And just, yeah. <laughs> just say, whew, yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The dirty laundry. Episode. Yeah. 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 That'll probably be the most viewed episode we ever put out. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it grinding. We've, Everybody. Yeah. Ready, <laughs> so anybody who knows us, does, there are very few people in our inner circle who know the dirt, you yeah. know, from member to member. And yeah. most other people, we just always are very demure 
about revealing any details about things. You know, it's it's the creative differences or the sure. personal differences yeah. <laughs> excuse that usually comes up. Yeah, you have to catch us in the right mood. So you might want to tune in to whatever episode number that is. I don't know. We'll see. One hundred three point one. Yeah. <laughs> six six six. So what? Um, uh, so Chad, is there anything from your youth? I was that trying you to think. I, 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 there's only I haven't owned a whole lot of musical instruments, and most of them I still have. One of it doesn't them doesn't have I, to be instruments. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there, I, mean, I was just I was just sifting through my mind. It was the first thing I was thinking of. I gave away my very first guitar. I gave to my friend Andy, the other uh, other guitarist in the change, because he had lost his. Uh, he had he was a classical guitar player. He was classically trained, and something had happened to his guitar. And he asked me if I could borrow because I had my old classical. My first guitar was classical. Even though I never trained classical, but that's what my mom bought me. So that's the first one I had. And by this point, I had a steel string acoustic, the one that you got fixed up. Yeah, uh, that Neil Neil Sargent fixed up couple of years ago. Uh, and I had no interest in the classical one. So you, mm-hmm. you take it, you know, even though I had, it had some value for me, but I, it was, it meant more to me that it actually be used. So I gave it to him. Of course, I hope he still has that. I don't know. That was like 30 years ago. I gave it to him. So, um, other than that, I, there are videotapes. I wish I knew where the fuck they were. Tapes uh, of no, not those kind of tapes. Well, I, that's, oh. that's, that, I didn't say a word. It was like a reflex. Ooh. I didn't say. Anything. <laughs> I didn't say a word. That sounds good I to didn't me. say a word. That sounds like Pornhub Smalley. Well, there, there was a, <laughs> there was a bunch of tapes that maybe not a bunch. But there was a couple of VHS tapes that from when my my dad bought me for my birthday one year um, a portable VHS deck and uh, and a video. I still have the video camera. It's up in my it's in, it's up in my closet. Some I'm sure it probably doesn't even work anymore. It's this huge, you know, broadcast oh, size yeah, yeah. camera that yeah. these, you know, this is 1985. Something he gave it to me, and but we went on a road trip that year and to videotape. So I got all these videotapes that we took on our road trip out of Texas. Yeah, no idea where it is now. That's one of those tapes that just kind of disappeared over the years. Those things, I, you know, I think about it, it kind of makes me sad. <laughs> I don't know where they are. I just didn't keep very good track of it from moving around. I guess yeah, sure, yeah. you know probably wound up in one of my neighbor or one of my roommates boxes and thrown out or taped or recorded over or something. God knows what. Yeah. I, I, I think about the, I, I have too many guitars now and I, I'll always, I, you know, I, 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 I always think of the, the, the first one I bought, uh, it was an audition. Um, the first one that I paid for was an audition electric guitar. It's kind of one of those Fender Jaguar, uh, style guitars had buttons on it that I didn't know what they did. Uh, but it's just, just really, really low action, played really well. And first thing, like, bitty, 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 bitty. Said, all right, that works. I'll take that. And, uh, but I don't, I don't everyone, I, I, you know, no, don't want to see it. Don't want to, you know, have nothing to do. If somebody showed up at my doorstep, well, I wouldn't take it. You know, it's kind of, I, I uh, so, so as far as musical instruments, don't, you know, there's nothing there. And as far as the gear, you know, even the stuff that was stolen, have it. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't get, you know, the guitars that I have right now, none of them are, you know, really expensive or sought after guitars, but they're, they work for me, you know, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they do the job and I don't, you know, um, I got, but I, I do like, I have way too many and I, I, I got to figure out, you know, I'll always think I, I, I don't want to sell them, but I want them to be in a, in a, you know, in a, in a. You know, school, you know, yeah. school of you know, school where kids learn to, you know, so they're not sitting in somebody's closet or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because you know, I, like I said, they're 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 guitars that work 
the guitars that visually don't look like everything else that you see every day, you know, black and white Strat or a, right. you know, just visually they have to be something a little different to it. But, you know, like that white, the Jackson I bought, I was like, God, it just looks silly, but it plays great and it's bright and it's, you know, it's fast and it's so, uh, but yeah. So, so, I mean, I was going back, I mean, as far as the, 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 you know, going through my whole music thing, there's nothing that I want from back then, you know, I, I, you know, some of the set lists maybe, you know, for, but, uh, I, I remember we were talking to Ricky O'Neill who, uh, we need to post that, uh, that clip from the Vikings. Um, uh, I put it on my page. But, I was uh, trying to find a good clip. I couldn't when I was doing the show notes. I couldn't find. Yeah, it, 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 he just got it. Okay. So, so I, I'll, I'll send it to okay. him. Or it's, uh, but um, we're talking to Ricky, and I had opened for the Saw Doctors, my first, first or second or third or fourth band, right? And uh, we opened for them, and uh, the, the connection was so bad we didn't get a chance to to uh, to talk about it, but. Uh, it, it, it's far enough gone, and the guy in question is not in the band anymore. So, but the the story. So, it was at the engine room downtown, and a friend of uh, mine had got me the gig. He said, "Hey, we got an Irish band coming in. Why don't you come up, you know, and open?" I said, "I'd love to." And uh, <laughs> uh, we went down there, and I had a drummer uh, who I gave a cassette tape to. I said, "Hey, just learn these songs. We're going to do a you know forty five minute opener." And, uh, and he didn't learn any of the fucking songs. And, uh, I can't remember drummers, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, uh, who, what, where, how, you know, I don't, just don't re- recall the, the, but I, I do recall being on the stage and having guys having no fucking idea of the songs and just kind of, and it's just, just one of those times that you just, just want the fucking, and, and, and they gave us the, they gave us the curtain drop. They gave us the dry ice. They gave us the, you know, usually when you're an opening band, you don't get that. Right. The, 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 the headliners refuse to give any kind of, uh, I, I remember Alice in Chains as well. I saw them on their big, 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 you know, single man in the box, you know, and they just come out and motherfuckers, they were on that monster, one of those monster or rock things. And they were the opening band and they kept the fucking house lights on. And the sound was there. So he's, so you're watching this guy in your living room, essentially these guys play this, you know, and they were, they were throwing down. That was, that was a good band. That was a good band. That bass player was on point, the drummer and he was just rhythm section. Just anyway, I say that because these guys went above and beyond what we, what we deserved. You know, they gave us everything and and the sound was good and everything. We were shit, but the beginning of the show remind to the beginning of the show, and I'd come into the, uh, I'd walked into a conversation where a friend of mine who had got us the show there, the opening slot, he and the person from the Saw Doctors, who's no longer with them, they were talking about something, and all I heard was, you know, what it's over, you know, it's down the road, blah, blah, blah. And uh, um, so I, I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I kind of jumped in with, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a lift, you know, Irishman in Houston, you know, I'm, and uh, my friend who had got us to show, you're not going, you know, he, he, t- he took me aside after he said, you're not going anywhere. I said, like, oh, all right. You know, I guess we're, we're going on earlier or something. And uh, it turned out that he was going to buy some Coke. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I, had a, I had a brand new, I had a brand new son at the time. Mm-hmm. 
So that's like 23 years ago. And uh, uh, he said, no. You know, so anyway, saved, saved quite a, you know, what could have been a hellacious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ordeal, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we didn't, we, you know, because of the crappy connection, because the crappy uh, uh, Galway Wi-Fi, we couldn't, we couldn't get to that story. But that was, that was one of the, <laughs> one of the things, you know, just the night that could have really, it, it, it was already shit, you know, uh, you know you know from the performance that we were put on but that could have been really who was playing bass with you then do you remember i don't know i i i, I uh, he didn't want to dish the dirt that's the other, other no no episode. no no no, 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 no i don't know i'm, I'm telling you yeah, yeah 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 this is back in the day of the cassette you know when you know that's kind of easy to 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 learn the songs they were probably in order uh, as we're going to play them so you could even just mm-hmm. you know write you know, four, four, you know, or just, just learn it. Just listen to it. This is back in the days too. You've, you've said early on, it was really difficult to get guys to take, take you seriously because they didn't really believe that you could get gigs or, or whatever. I don't know whether they didn't believe the money was going to be that good or, Oh, Irish. Yeah. Whatever, you know, uh, you know, and they would blow you off and not really. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that was, that was the, until they experienced it. They're like, Oh, well, nah, yeah. Right now. I'm not the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, the 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 other show that comes to mind again with none of the same players, uh, but one of those shows I remember uh, one of the guys from Rock and Robin here in beautiful Houston, Texas. Um, uh, we've talked about Rock and Robin many times, legend legendary music shop. Um, but you know you, that's where you would put up your wanted ads, and I remember this one guy. He was teaching. He had teaching bass lessons. Um, uh, out, out of the shop, and he he was he was uh he was uh, uh what do you call it uh ah uh, <laughs> he uh, he was he, so he was teaching lessons uh, out of the shop and and he had uh, talked himself into the gig. We were doing a weekly thing down in uh, down in Slauncha, downtown, which is now Molly's. Um, five Oh nine main, if yep. you will. Yep, yep. And, uh, he, um, so he comes to the show and he's, he, he brings his, he brings his huge rig. And then the, the nice thing about Bart, the owner of rock and Robin, he would let them use, you know, yeah, pretty much anything in the store. Mm-hmm. So he brings this huge thing down. He's got this homemade pedal board, which is essentially a, uh, a plywood thing with all these pedals on it and stuff. And, uh, and because I, I couldn't get players to commit or to even learn the shit, you know, to listen to it, to blah, blah, blah. Um, so you, you kind of take who you can get. Paul Beebe actually played bass quite a few times for me and uh, and was nice, too, because it was a guy that knew bass and knew, you know, oh, okay, this song's structured like this. I'm going to play it like that. And it was a whoa. Yeah. You know, but this and this guy, was he was a pretty good bass player, but one of those guys that, that had the level 42 marking. You know, bass up here, you know, just all the way up and jeans pulled all the way up to your tits. And you, so, all right, you know, we're, however you're comfortable, Mr. Posture. But um, uh, so, 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 he, so we were playing the gig and he's overplaying and he's, he's, and he, you know, he's a nice enough guy, but he was one of those guys that, that really set in his ways. Come in, bark orders at the staff. You know, I want a burger and I want it ready for the, you know, the first thing. Shut the fuck up. Uh. And, uh, so uh, another another bass player, a friend of mine, ha- was coming in, and he was going to be playing with us 
in another week. So he had at least taken the time to come out and see what the band was doing. And he, kept, he, he had come out and I had asked him, I'd asked the space player, I said, can this guy sit in with, you know, with us and use, use your, use your rig, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, okay. And I think he brought his own bass. He did bring his bass, but can we just plug into your rig? Well, so this guy dismantles his pedal board and, you know, say, yeah, you can use it. And so obviously just like, like the, like in the Alice in Chain thing, just completely fucked the whole rig. Didn't he mess up with the tone of the EQ? On yeah. The amp? I mean, just everything just completely d- dismantled it. Yeah. yeah. Just he didn't want anybody else. Just you take know. a line out from the main speaker and just here, plug in. Yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. Can't use a pedal board. Yeah. Yeah. But nope. So th- that's why I mentioned the Alice in Chains thing too. You know, these guys are, they've written, a, they've written a, a good song. They had more, but the headliners, you know, whoever, whoever I think it was, uh, I want to say it was uh, Megadeth and, uh, bunch of these bands, but it, it's just and it was at the summit, so it tells you how, how old, how, how long ago <laughs> that was. But still, to 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 deliberately fuck over the opening bands, mm-hmm. which it still goes on today. Which is just just if you're that self conscious, a don't have an opening act, or if you have to have an opening act, get somebody you know that's that's completely different too. Yeah. But these guys come on and they, they're just, they're, you know, they're so small, you know, everything is so small, you know, except for their egos, you know, that, that they can't give any leeway to these, or just, you know, give these guys a lift, you know, that's why I always, I always admire Maiden bands like Maiden that just took that, that went and sought these bands out and gave them mm-hmm. the, you know, which, and the other thing is too, is there was, a, it was a few years back and I forget who it was, but we were, talking to somebody about, you know, how, how do you get on this tour and whatnot? And they were saying, it was actually my friends over at Diamond Guitars, they, uh, and they were saying, you know, you're not getting on that tour. You, they're, they're, they're charging the opening bands, and they're taking a cut of them. I mean, Fuck. it's just, yeah, it was just, so everything, everything that, that, that was, and, and that's, again, that's the birth of Spotify and all these, mm-hmm. you know, all these, you know, percentage, you know, these obscured, you know, numbers, you know, they're just, uh, or disproportionate numbers, you know, to, to, for, you know, the artist versus the, you know, these multi-billionaires to, mm-hmm. you know, people are not getting what they're supposed to. So they're, everybody's out there cutting everybody else's throat to. Yeah. 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 It just made me think of talking about the amp thing with a bass player deliberately messing up his tone for the guy who's borrowing his rig to play with you, sit in with you. All the times that we've had that I've, I've allowed somebody to use my amp for whatever reason, where we're sharing the stage with somebody else, like like the, the toy drive, yeah, uh, for example, or um, I can't think of any on that. It's happened a bunch of times, and as you, a bunch of times, I'm remembering remembering uh, specifically when I had my heart key rig, which had the you know this whatever it is, 16 band yeah. graphic EQ in the middle, and I always tell the guys because I know I knew what my shape. Yeah, I did the med scoop, and I, it took me, you know, five seconds to fix it. Okay, if somebody flattened it out or something, I always told him, "Just do whatever you want, do you? Do what I know you what it is. Yeah, you know, I, I can put it back. Don't worry about it." And none of them ever touched. It. You know, they, they, they just, you know, then that's. And I'm just not saying. I, I wish they had taken advantage of my my hospitality oh, with well, the EQ. Yeah. but I, but that that is, you know, that that's a real 
pro, you know, that is pro, yeah. you know, you, you work yeah. with what you got and in that, in that kind of situation, you know, where it's kind of off the cuff, yeah. you know? So for a non-musician, what we're talking about is some people are over, over the top with their gear, you, you know, don't touch it. Don't, don't look at it. Don't breathe on it. <laughs> and, and they really are. They're funny about it. They're, 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 it, it's a, and, and, and musicians and their instruments and then their amps and their, you know, their, their setup and whatnot are, sacred to them and they're just they're not going to allow anybody onto so it it, it really is that it's a big deal for for it, it, it's a bigger deal for some musicians to let other people use their stuff is is is, is all we're saying is that there's so much I, I don't know is it is it is it sacred is it what, what is it i mean i think it's i i don't know i think people are particular about how things like like with drums, it's like the angle of this, the angle of that. And of course I'm left-handed. So my drum just set up opposite from the way most drummers set up. And if someone wants to come sit in, I go, yeah, are you left-handed? They're mm. like, Oh no. I go, well, I guess you can switch some stuff around, but maybe just switch the floor Tom and the snare drum and the hi hat. But I mean, you know, time yeah. is wasting here and it takes time to do that. So, mm. and there is one, there's been two gigs that I played on where, we were the opening band. One was with Mike Stinson, and we opened up for Joe Ely. And one was a Trish Cramble that we opened up for some guy that was playing somewhere. And I, you know, Davis McClarty, um, great drummer, booking agent up in Austin, works for Atomic. He was playing drums with Joe Ely, and he's like, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not, we can use your stuff. He's like, absolutely, just whatever you want to do. And I get behind the drum set, and it's one of those deals where, the rack tom was mounted to a cymbal stand. The floor tom was mounted to a cymbal stand. And I was like, this is not going to work because I'm not going to take all this time to move all this shit. And it's just weird. So I'll just, I straddled the floor tom and just closed the hi-hat and played, you know, played open-handed and put my foot and it was fine. No one, Mike didn't even notice anything until he turned around like halfway through the set. And he was like, Oh, you, I'm like, I'm not moving. It's too fucking much work. <laughs> the Trish crown, thing was the same way. My very first gig playing with Trish, and we get to the venue, and the guy's like, you can use my drums, yeah, move anything you want to move around. And he's got one of these drum sets where it's like everything is like, the snare drum had like a bunch of weird shit on it, like little springs and stuff like that for sound effects. And the cowbell was like, you know, fused to the bass drum and this tom. And I was just like, this is too much fucking work for this. I'm not, I'm not switching this shit around. Did the same exact thing, just yeah. kind of straddled the floor tom, played yeah. open-handed. And it was totally, totally fine. And the, and the drummer couldn't believe it. He's like, how are you playing that drum set like that? I go, just, you adapt. Yeah. You know, at least I adapt, you know. I'm not moving all that shit. That's too much work. But oh, too much work, too. But you also don't want to mess up their, although they know how to, how, you, you, you know, you don't want to take their, you know, because I remember we played a few shows with Mike, too, and the, the drummers came in and moved everything around to where it was, it was. I don't agree with that at all. Like, like if you're if you're kind enough to say, Something like, hey, you know, I, I, know, I know what my, my setup is like. Go ahead and fix it, you know. But the drummers that come in and want to adjust every little thing, like, dude, you're playing like two they songs. They did. Who gives a shit? Yeah, they did. I don't like that. They did, and it was, it was a, a whole new setup. Again, you talk about posture and you talk about, you know, you're, 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 you're now off your, right. you know, everything is discombobulated. Everything is, yeah. you know. I'm just, I, 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 you know, just sit down. I, mean, I, I know you wouldn't do that. I, I just, I, I, I marvel at the 
gall or, or somebody to, 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 I mean, just really to move symbols and to, to no, adjust. Everything no. stays where it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I, I've, told, I've told people, I said, you can you can play it. I said, I don't really want to think, I don't want you to like switch things around because, you know, it takes so much time and it's just like, a, you know, we're on a clock here. But, you know, I have one guy said, oh, I can totally play left-handed. And he yeah. sat down. He totally fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, uh, oh, I didn't it's say uh, well. Buckley's kid's drum teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. guy. He yeah. just sat down and he played like like all the energy in the room just went like uh, a balloon. Yeah, away. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? And he only played two songs. It was fine, but I was just like, well, we did that show too, where we let a band come in oh. and move, you know, move stuff around and add stuff, and they bring chimes in. Yeah. They bring chimes. There's no fucking song that needs chimes. No. Nope. I I mean I've heard I've heard uh uh J- John Denver. I've heard, you know. Yeah. Uh you know, you just nothing needs chimes. Anyway, brought chimes in and then moved gear around and then and then proceeded to run the fucking crowd out. I mean, it takes that special before. Yeah, one time. I hate uh, that yeah. That's just like this is not what we had planned. No, <laughs> no. And, and it, again, we're giving you these, you know, there, there's, there is all, all sorts of niceties and there's all sorts of pleasantries and, you know, gracious and blah, blah, on and on and on to come in and do this. And, you know, and we, we, we got permission from the club. We got, and it wasn't a, Oh yeah, bring you. It was a, well, okay. If you, so we're doing you a favor and we did, and then it's benefit of the doubt kind of thing. And it's yeah. like, Oh, foot, Gun, shoot. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Might be the title. Yeah. Foot, Foot gun, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my God, what a, what a, what a, what a murderous. Well, know, and, and to, to put a, maybe put a cherry on the top of this Sunday, it's also just like, it speaks to that person's level of professionalism. If they want to come in and move everything around and do this and kind of force their way up to, I got to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're invited up is one thing. Yeah. Being invited up is, you know, from living in, playing in Austin a bunch, you know, especially doing the country stuff, the guys are always sitting in. And it's fun because, hey, so and so is here. Let's get him to come up and play a, a sing a song. Great. Let's get him to come up and not, he wants to come up and sing. Let's let get him or her up to sing yeah. a song. That's fun because you're, now you're invited. And, you, and those guys know that they walk up, put the guitar on, play, sing. Even if the guitar is way up here, yeah, which they're not used to or whatever, they just yeah. put it on and they just fucking roll with it, yeah, you know. Uh, but the folks that come up and want to adjust everything, or part time, can drum, I can I sit in that? No, yeah, Fuck that, but you, yeah, you know? we, we we we've had that a thousand times and we've had to nix it. I used to um, uh, our friend Kent, who we'll have on here sometime as well. Uh, he uh, he he. They had a they, their policy was nobody sits in. And for and for good reason because we've had the bandolero man with every harmonica no you know and back in the day when we didn't have enough material to finish the night yeah yeah come on up here with it no don't trust me a longer break is better than a permanent break you know uh, well put. yeah yeah so um you know and then then always beware of the you know amen. Yeah, I'm the best bass player around. You want me to sit in? Not now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're so fucking good, where's your gig tonight? Yeah, that's always my, that's always my response. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, 
when they talk and talk and talk. Going, well, you're, you're telling me all this. Why aren't you playing tonight? Yeah. It's Friday, Saturday. You should be playing. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me. Oh, I have to go play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking people, uh, man. Part-time pros. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've already told a couple stories about that on the show. I'm not going to repeat them. Yeah, we asked Patrick Brennan to sit in with us the other day. Yes, we did. That was fun. It was. Patreon. Patreon, you'll get to hear that very soon. Oh, yeah, that actually worked out well. Um, I don't have the video for it yet. but I'm I'm not saying I was nervous. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'd never heard him play sax before. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I, I known Patrick for years. Yeah. I, you've, you've known him obviously much longer than I have. But I've he comes to see he's come to see Blackguards many many times, especially on nights where he uh, has a gig near wherever we're playing. Hmm. He'll get off. He'll come and watch the end of our show. Cool, and he's just always really cool. But I'd never actually heard him play until he came in and did the tracks on on the other. He plays on several tracks on the album. That was the first time I actually heard him play keys. And then Saturday, or was it last weekend at the George Theater? That was the first time I heard him play sax. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so good. Yeah, so he's good. not a he's not a he's not a uh, he, he, he's not a technical player. He's a feel player. Yeah, and we're a feel. You know, I loved how you'll get to hear this on it. I may I may put up a couple of takes of this too because he I think it was the second I think we did it three times the song we played with him. Three, yeah, yeah, I think so. And he started getting more jazzy, like the so like he would go off in these weird, not weird, but you know, like kind of adventurous intervals and stuff that you know don't normally hear people play in rock yeah you know for it was you could tell he was getting more comfortable with yeah the yeah it was like some it. of the stuff he did was like oh yeah it was so <laughs> fucking cool but anyway you'll you'll get to hear it yeah <laughs> again but i was i was cool no too that you're, that you're i was boasting about your uh, your ability to put into numbers you know because I, I i i i concentrate on oh, during the solo yeah yeah so it was that i was like how and you're like it was nice to be able to, 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 to have that, to have that map, you know, I got, you know, but I think, I think a, a lot of this, this myth that people think that they can just, and any musician can just insert themselves into any band because they, they see stuff like that happen and they don't know the whole story behind, you know, well, we know this guy. <laughs> or we know we know what he right. can do. Yeah, exactly. That type of thing. And sometimes it's different. Like you have an open mic, like a jazz blues jam thing, and you see these guys walk in off, off the street, go, huh? Yeah, yeah, get up here. Those guys probably know each other, you know? Probably, yeah. You know? Yeah. So you, you, it's it's just inserting yourself. If anybody actually, if you ever actually have done that and invited yourself on stage with somebody or, who or, doesn't or, know you. Yeah. Or not even, or not even invited themselves, just got on stage. Right. Yeah. I, like, but I, and I, I, I went to that, that one time in that one place with that one fucking band and we're doing a song that we're doing and they, by one person were, were, were nudged onto the band, onto the stage, a small stage and, proceeded to do backing vocals for this one song, not knowing or caring or listening or even, you know, thinking that this song is going to take a turn, which are all our songs take turns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get to that turn and they just completely blow through it. So now we got more voices than we have because they're got their crew on our stage in our song in that. And then the song takes the turn and they just keep going straight. And now the song is Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I just—I've never asked to be. Hey, can I sit in? Never asked. No, me neither. And I nor usually, will I. I. And 
Yeah. And then, you know, then on top of that, to go in and to butcher somebody else's state on a pack night is just, I'm like, did you not just get, did yeah. you not just have your time? Did I, I, I even refused to, <laughs> like, what I am asked, like, Bill, not Bill, uh, Bob Reeder has asked me almost every time I, I, I go, because I, when we have a break between sets, when we play, we play at O'Malley's in Weston, Bob's playing upstairs in the small oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I'll sneak up there to watch a couple of songs and he'll, he'll see me. He said, Chad, get up here. Like, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm not here to fuck anything up. I just want to watch you, please. Yeah. He's, I mean, and, and, and and Bob's thing is as well to have people come up. That's his shtick. Yeah. And, uh, we're also very, very happy to report that he is on the mend. He's, he had had COVID and was in, in uh, the ER, uh, Mm. for, Weeks. For weeks, yeah, yeah, and it and and he still got the he still got the oxygen. He's still at home with the, Dang. you know, but still, so still he good. went through a spell, and he we're happy to report that he is yeah strengthening every day, and he's mending, and he's yeah. you know, but that, but his his stick and his gig is is second to none. I mean, we we tell people all the time, you know, you know, Bob Reader's the the Mike has the Bob Reader T shirt, you know, uh, that's a gift. That guy is beyond talented and the, the lyrics that he recalls and the, the jokes that he tells in during the songs and whatnot. I mean, he'll do a serious song and then, but then his, his stick is to bring mm-hmm. people up and to have them sing yeah. with them. And it's great. Yeah, it's, he's, it, he's, it's a wonderful, that's a pub. That's a, that's yeah, a, that's, right. that's a true, right. yeah, you know, and that's, but, but we have a, we have a, a beginning and an end and yeah. our, <laughs> you know, our, 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 our middle bit might sound squishy, but it's, it's, yeah. you know, we know where it's going. Yeah. We did a quick, Quick story, and then maybe wrap this up. Speaking of people sitting in, we were playing uh, with Archie Bell, me and Alan Hill and yeah. Pete, Pete Gordon and uh, Jim Henkel up in Austin at the Continental for must have been one of those soul night things that we used to do a bunch with a couple of different acts. And the saxophone player named I don't care, I'm going to name him. I don't care. <laughs> lives up there, and he's not a great sax player, but he still gets the call to play with a lot of people. He's just, he's good, but he's yeah. not like inspiring or yeah. like even some of the solos that Patrick was playing the other day, you know, not even quite that, that like, Oh, that's cool. You know, to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what the deal was. I think he had either, he either played with the band that I would have been playing. But anyway, so it comes in the room basically. Yeah. Austin continental, not a huge venue, fucking packed, packed, packed to the gills. Okay. And we're playing Archie's set, and Archie does his original stuff, but he also does some cover stuff. And we broke into Mustang Sally, which is a big Archie loves that song, and we play that song every single time we play with Archie. And it's actually fun to play when you're playing with someone like that. It's actually a fun song to play. Of course, some, if we were okay. playing it in a bar somewhere, cut that out. And cut somebody said, "Hey, Blackers, you play Mustang Sally?" We'd say, "No, absolutely not. Go fuck yourself." Right. Maybe not, but <laughs> with Archie, it's fun because obviously he was—he's from that era. He was—he yeah. knows those guys, of course. Yeah. So we're playing, and you know, we start the song, and for some reason, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm here in the back, kind of a little bit off center. Pete's on this side against the wall, you know, and the other guys are on the other side, the open side. And I look up, and is a tall—he's tall like you. He's like six foot, whatever. Here comes. T- running through the crowd. You can see him kind of bobbing and weaving through the crowd. And his saxophone was at the front of the stage, kind of like tucked in the corner over by Pete. And he reaches down to grab his saxophone and me and Pete at the same time, 
No. We yeah, both right. Stick, yeah. We both stick. I think I told this story yeah, before. Yeah. We both stick our hands. He sticks his left hand up because he's playing right there. Tom's right there. And I just switch over to the hi-hat with my other hand. I'm playing one-handed. And, we're, and I get the stick in my hand. And we're both like, <laughs> we both yell, no. Like, you're not, no, this is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And he was just like, and he had to read in his mouth to get it wet. You know, because that's what sex players do. They put the read. You know, and he was just like. We put it back down and kind of slunk away. But goddamn, I was just like, you could see him, and you know what? his intention was, I'm going to get on stage, and I'm going to blow the greatest solo over Mustang Sally ever with Archie Bell, and I can tell my grandkids about it. And me and Pete were like, no. <laughs> get too awesome. better. No. No. Mustang down. <laughs> That's the never-ending thing. I, I remember 100 people trying to, try, trying to get on stage, and the, 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 the best is when they're offended. Yeah, their best is when they're the well. When you you guys are terrible, why why would you not want to be good for a minute with me? You <laughs> yeah. know, you know, it's just yeah. it's it's never yeah. So just yeah. I, I, again, these 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 are the these are the moments that we need to put down. We need to rearrange names and times and whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah. and lineups and whatever. But I mean, just just you know, and put that out there. You know, the X rated, R rated. You know, blah blah blah. You know that. I'd love to do that because it would just be fun to have it up. But the other thing is too, uh, moving to to close this thing, is we, you know, blackguards every single lineup, which even if it's just you know replacing a fiddle player, we change every single time. We never carry the same set. You know what I mean? We're never going to bring them in because I, you know, you came in and you had a whole different approach to drumming than. The, you know, then Mike. So we changed the stuff again to do that. Mike came out and he saw it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah. knowing that, you know, when, when Mike came out to see us at, in, at, you know, in Katie, he's, he knew immediately what we were doing and he knew, you know, he sees, but, you know, cause Mike's got such a great mind for, you know, and, he, and he, he's like us. He has that rock and roll soul, you know. So you see, and that, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't want to come in and say, "Well, this is this is what they used to do." Now you do that, right? I said, no, we need, we need to put our, our our stamp on it. That's why you know that's why you call it moving forward and you call it playing versus you know. Well, we go to work from you know eight till ten p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not. Exactly. So, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm looking forward. We got some good stuff coming up. We're going to talk Patty's Day in the next show. We're going to have some great guests coming up. I don't know who's who's the next who's next week is, but we'll have we'll have some. Yeah. We'll have some. And also, uh, I, I mentioned uh, Nicole, and I mentioned uh, I, I also want to mention Eamon Finnerty. I want to get him on. Eamon yes. owns all the Molly's pubs, but mm. I want to talk to Pete Gordon. Pete will do it. Yeah, great. Yeah. I want to talk to him, but I want to talk to Mike, Michael Coakley. As well for yeah. Weston. Uh, yeah. uh, and don't play him off. Uh, <laughs> uh, have Michael Remember that? Come- Remember the playoff? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> did, yeah. Did, um, so, so, <laughs> so we, well, well, in theory, it was awesome. In theory, it was like a cool thing to do, but uh, it just, we just couldn't figure it out. So I, th- I, I thought it worked. I thought it worked. I thought it worked great. Well, um, yeah, I want to get Michael on here because we're, 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 you know, just. Uh, the, the 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 landscape the the you know the the future everything looks like you know this, although we're still in the thick of it we, we we now it looks like we have a path yeah so yeah uh 
So we, we so we want to we, we just we got a bunch of people we're going to have on here, and it's going to be it's going to be incredible. If you have any uh, ideas, if you want to come on talk to us, you're more than welcome. We're gonna we're you know we we have we've kind of streamlined it now. This is this has been fun today because we haven't seen each other in quite a while. So this has been fun, but we're we we have streamlined our 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 um the 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 the, the slapper cast map. We've the approach. We, we've yeah. So yeah. So, 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 you know, it's going to be, going to be good. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be good moving forward. And, you know, we, like, as always, we certainly appreciate you listening and watching and telling your friends and sharing it. And, uh, we, we do have, uh, we, uh, I, we, we possibly in the next week, uh, there's going to be a, maybe a gig coming up. We're, we're talking to, uh, 30th of this month, uh, January, there may be a show, uh, outdoors, fun. Uh, and some new stuff. So stay in touch and uh, yeah. Slappercast 103. In, in the, the can. Yeah. All right. Thanks, y'all. See you next week. Much fun. Thank you. Cheers.